Does cloud complexity have you frustrated? Well, you can solve issues faster and make sense of the most complicated environments, including hybrid, private cloud, and multi-cloud with Splunk Observability. Learn more and get a free trial at splk.it slash sopodcast. Check out that link and you'll let them know we sent you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk all things software and technology. I am your host, Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow, joined as I often am by my colleague and collaborator, Ryan Donovan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You are the editor of our blog, so I know you're going to be very excited. We have a great clickbait title for today's episode, Why We Here at Stack Overflow Hate Scrum and Agile. This is going to be a barnstormer. I can already feel the comments flowing in. And we have two great guests joining us today to chat about this topic, Shonda Woods and John Chen. Hi to both of you. Hey, folks. uh, John Chen here. I think you probably see me around or at least heard me on the podcast a few times. But those of you that don't know me, you know, I'm the director of engineering for the R Community Products team, primarily responsible for the public platform, which is really the Q&A site that I think most folks know Stack Overflow for. So, yeah, really excited to have this conversation with Shanda. So, Shanda, if you want to introduce yourself here, too. Thank you. Uh, I'm Shanda, and I also work on our public platform teams and I spend most of my time helping coach everybody to the greatness that I know all of our engineers are capable of. Um, but no, we, I work as our Scrum lead here. You might hear the term Scrum lead from Stack Overflow, but it's essentially the same thing as a Scrum master in our Scrum and Agile terms. We just are thought leaders and are choosing to use the word lead here. Thought leadership all around. So Shonda, I want you to kick us off because you came to us with the idea for this topic. What is it about the words Scrum and Agile, in air quotes here, that you don't like? And what are the ways that you do apply you know, these words or these practices at Stack Overflow? Sure. I think and maybe this will, will help with a, a bit of background for how I got into Scrum leadership. I went through a coding boot camp, and it was really fun, really hard. And ended up writing a bit of React after that and was working at an ed tech place in Wyoming, hence moving from Brooklyn, New York, all the way to Colorado, which was a fun, a fun journey, physical journey in and of itself. And when I arrived, there was this moment of, I I like doing this, but it's not my jam. And thinking about like, how do I use skills that I have that were transferable in a way? Because I was a yoga teacher, cycling coach, you know, all these things for many, many years and not really realizing that we have those types of things in technology as well until I started kind of speaking to the EdTech CEO and he's like, oh, well, have you thought of project management? I was like, I don't even know what that is. Sure. Why not? And doing some research on that type of thing. We... Went through a little bit of a transition at that place where we had people that were executive leadership or like upper leadership that kind of worked in scenarios that were more, I'll say like waterfall-y, like design studios and things like that. And so with our apprentices, they had kind of set up the structure to be the same. And walking through that and kind of what they expected me to do in that way was super micromanagey. It was really make sure everyone's doing their stuff with an iron fist type of ordeal. And then just really being like hovery and, and 
it was not for me. I did not enjoy it. It was not something I was like, wait, you, you want me to make sure that everyone's doing their thing at all minutes and all hours of the day? Like that's, <laughs> that's not good. Right. So we researched a little bit about, okay, is there anything else that's akin to project management or like there has to be some kind of structure that provides guidance and leadership without being really command and control-ish. And that's how I found Scrum. And taking my first Scrum Master certification was like, ah, yes, this is it. I want to help people. I want to empower people. I want to coach people and let the people that are best at what they do, do what they do. And I think there's a lot of people that don't employ that, but call themselves Scrum Masters or Agile Coaches or what have you. I think that there's a lot of that misconception that it's still very command and control and prescriptive when it comes to Scrum. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I like to do is change people's minds that it's not really supposed to be that way. It's, it's supposed to be more about empowerment and coaching. John, have you had experiences with this at Stack Overflow or at previous roles and felt like there were things you liked and didn't like about it or ways we do it differently than other organizations you've been with? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my own personal journey when it comes to learning about Agile and also sort of taking my own teams here at Stack Overflow through an Agile transformation, you know, it's been certainly a, uh, a winding road, I think, to the path that I'm currently on right now, a lot with Shanda's help here, actually, you know, um, when it comes to my own previous experience, you know, really, like, it's largely been with what I've had here at Stack Overflow. You know, I joined Stack Overflow as an entry-level developer almost nine years ago at this point. And for most of the time that we've been here, we didn't really follow Agile principles or a Scrum framework in particular. It was largely, hey, what do sort of engineers really find particularly interesting and, you know... Us being sort of stacked over, but we felt like we understood what those problems were. And so we just did a lot of those things. And when we were a much smaller team, we you know felt like we didn't really necessarily need uh, something like a really large framework or something nearly as prescriptive as we thought Scrum and Agile were. And it wasn't until we started growing, I'd say, you know, about two or three years ago that we really started looking at Agile and Scrum sort of more by the book, I'd say, much more seriously here. And I think that you know, it's probably not so surprising that a lot of developers um, have had some bad experiences um, with Agile mm -hmm. and with Scrum, which is probably why it gets such a bad rap, I'd say, within our industry here. But I think it speaks to exactly what sort of Shanda has been talking about, which is when, you know, Scrum and Agile, I think, is used as sort of like a operational framework where it's like, we're here to track how much velocity that you have and whether or not you're going to be meeting a particular commitment or making sure that you're all going to be productive. So we're going to be measuring as many things as we possibly can. That's when things really go sideways. And that was when, at least when I was first encountering it, I was really afraid of that actually happening on my teams here. And it's been really interesting. And again, with, with Shanda's help here, that so many of the things that happens or the things that happen when Scrum and Agile are followed, I think the way that it was designed to be followed, it actually ends up having a lot of overlap with the ways that I think about how I want an engineering team to be working from a cultural perspective, right? It's less about like, oh, are we putting a, everybody under a microscope and making sure that everybody is you know, writing a certain number of lines of code or something else like that. And it's a lot more about, well, how do you want to self-organize? Like, who do you think that actually has the best ideas here? And how do we empower them to make those decisions? How do we make sure that people can be as creative as possible within this framework while still being predictable and working sustainably over time, right? All of those things are values that I think constantly about when I think about the culture of my engineering teams. And actually, I lean a lot on Scrum and the Agile framework to make sure that those things are possible on my teams. I think anytime we've done any sort of agile 
content. Anytime we even mention Agile on the blog, we get all this hate about it. And I think it's like you said, when they do it badly, it adds this overhead. So I assume that you guys are doing it well. How are we doing Agile at Stack Overflow? I would like to think, but there's, of course, like always constant improvement in parts of you know, the scrum process and just empiricism in general is transparency. You have to be real with what you got going on. You have to inspect that with an openness and courage and sometimes vulnerability. And then you have to adapt. And I think that in those pillars, sometimes if the transparency is not there, you're not going to be able to inspect it fully. And if you don't actually put forth action based on that inspection, you're going to miss the mark too. So I I feel like we're pretty solid at those things where we get to see what is going on, what we're doing well, what we're not doing so well in that sense of transparency and inspection. And then we're putting forth things in which we can adapt to and not too fast, but I think fast enough as as we want to, to grow and to progress. So I feel like those, the pieces of what we do, at least for our public platform team, it's more mindset versus prescriptive framework or, you know, things where even kind of getting here and telling people like, what do you want to do? We can decide that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the biggest piece that sometimes you're, you know, with agile implementations or scrum or whatever framework organizations are trying to instill is they miss that self-managed, self-organized, let the teams make the decision and figure out how they best work. So I feel like we do that pretty well here. Just to add what Shanda has been saying here, like, you know, I think that we're doing it well, but of course, it could always be much better um, over time. I think that's part of the entire mindset, as Shanda put it here. You know, to put it into concrete terms, I remember the first time that we were first exploring how to adopt Agile and Scrum in particular. I think one of the very first things that people were really concerned about was just like, well, what happens if we end up not making all the different commitments that we put ourselves to when we started the beginning of the sprint? You know, you at the beginning of every two week sprint that we have, we say that we take on a certain number of tickets or things that we're going to be committing to by the end of the two weeks. And well, what happens if we actually miss or have one of those things carry over, right? And the first things that go off in people's heads are like, oh gosh, if I miss a particular commitment here or something else like that, like John's going to come down and like point his, like wave his finger at us and tell us that we're doing a bad job or something like that. And I think, again, that comes from this notion of like, hey, Scrum is sometimes abused or not used in the right way to be an accountability sort of tool here. But really what we want it for instead is, you know, as Shanda put it, a way to introspect. It's a really interesting tool to say, hey, we might be taking on too much here when we're talking about how to start a sprint off, or maybe there's something wrong with the way that we're communicating with each other that isn't making us as efficient as we'd like so that we're not hitting the mark that we expected here, right? right? And, you know, it's very rare, if ever, that I sort of step into this and be like, hey, we keep missing our commitments over and over again. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And this person is not doing A, and this person's not doing B. It's much more, well, hey, something's going on here. What do all of you think we should be doing to make this change, right? So that all of you can perform it the way that you're expecting yourselves to perform it, right? Not so much for what it is that I'm really doing here. What about the type of person who comes in and is really looking for direction and wants to be handed tasks. Shonda, you were sort of saying people come in and you say, what would you like to work on? And it surprises some people. But what about people who just want assignments and deadlines 
and that's just their mode of working. How do they fit into this equation? I think we've also done a good job at that where we know that a team is made up of individuals. The individuality shouldn't be sacrificed in order to create a team. But we also mm-hmm. have team commitment. So it's I love this question because I've, I've come across it occasionally where it's like, if the whole team decides everything stays unassigned and they just want to pick up whatever, then that's a, that's a team decision. If an individual requires something different, we still should have the space and autonomy to be able to address that. And definitely on my teams, we do, because I've had that happen before. People are like, no, I just tell me what and I'll do it. But we work within what we've established as a team. I mean, it really is, it seems so simple, but not easy to understand that the baseline of all this is communication. And how do you work together as a team in order to get to the point, get to the finish line, if you will. And I I think there's a lot of room in there for individuals to have what they want, but at the same time still contribute and work together as a team. Yeah, I've also heard the phrase at Stack Overflow, blameless accountability, which going back to what John said before, it's like, let's talk about this as a team. Why are we missing, you know, these deadlines? What can we do better to help? That's an instance where somebody might say, well, it's because X, Y, Z person, or because when we tried to do this, you know, it fell through. But if you can foster culture where people feel safe to do that and to figure out how to receive that, you know, feedback and then go forward, that's a really powerful thing. In my mind, as a manager of a very small group of people, a very scary thing. Like I don't, I'm not sure I've ever, I've ever successfully done that. I have to let Ryan speak to it. But you know, to get tough criticism in front of all of your peers, and then to you know reflect on that and to to build a better system. Amazing when you can achieve it. A little bit terrifying, at least for me personally, to think about trying to institute. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of our retrospectives. You know, and this this really fundamental piece of the Scrum equation is to have that moment where we do get to inspect these things with transparency, with courage, with openness, and then establish that sense of trust and stability that we can all look at these things, whether it's individual or whether it's as a team. And then instead of it being, this is a failure or this is bad or all these other negative things that kind of get wrapped up into it, but more of a, this is a learning moment or this is a growing moment or, you know, and wrapping it that way where it's not necessarily toxic positivity where you're like, yeah, you did everything the best. And it's like, that's not true, (laughs) but really just being honest, you know, and understanding that it's at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. If we miss a thing, that's totally okay. If something happens, that's fine. As long as we look at it and as long as we adjust and as long as we continue to move forward. This sort of seems to fit in the sort of broader trends of management in software engineering in that like metrics and these organizational frameworks were used as kind of stopwatches before to be like, how fast are you going? How can we do better? Like, let's beat our record. And now it's more of a a thermometer. Be like, what's our temperature? Are we good? Do we need an ice pack? Do we need a little heat? And I think that's overall positive. But I'm curious, like, when somebody is not performing or there are performance issues, how do frameworks like these help out? Yeah, I can speak to this a little bit more because, you know, I lean on Scrum and Agile as a really useful tool to really just get a better understanding of what might be happening on the team here, right? In the exact same way that uh, the team uses, hey, like we might be carrying things over, or we're seeing our velocity go up and down really quite a lot here. I use it as an interesting tool here to see, well, who actually might need more support on the team here, or who is it that, you know, 
might need something changed about our process here to accommodate some of the, the needs that they may have. That's a bit more unique. And, you know, Shanna, you spoke to this a little bit earlier about, you know, individual needs here too. That's where I sort of step in for some of this as well, right? In the past, again, I think that some of the folks are, are really afraid of Scrum and Agile because of the old ways of thinking about how it should be used, where it's like, hey, someone keeps missing something like, oh, once you get your third sort of like carried over sprint, that's the third strike here. And now we have to have a really tough conversation about X, Y, and Z, right? But, you know, having a different approach about that where, hey, if somebody is missing something over and over again, and it's something that the team can't figure out here on their own, that's when I want to step in and provide some additional support here, right? Is it... You know, for example, like we have a distributed team, maybe somebody isn't great at sprint planning because it is 730 in the morning for them and they need to jump right into thinking about how they're going to plan for their two weeks. That might not be something that they can sort of change or, you know, adapt to within the Scrum framework. That's maybe a conversation I need to have with them about what their working hours are like so that they can have a better time being prepared for their sprint planning meeting, right? So again, it's what I'm hoping is that, you know, the Scrum framework, the Agile framework here isn't used as a hammer hanging over people's heads here, but a really useful mirror for the team, first of all, to sort of make changes and adapt so that they can perform it the way that they expect that they should. But also it's a useful tool for me to sort of step in and say, hey, who might actually might need more support? And if for some reason we're not able to provide that, find some other way of making sure that the team is going to be performing the way that they expect to and also that person's going to be as successful as they can be. Shanda, John, anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, for me, I mean, the big thing that I want to sort of leave everyone with is that like, you know, I've had a really, you know, winding journey when it comes to thinking about how Agile and Scrum are important to me. But especially as somebody who's leading engineering teams, I really look to these principles and the ways that I'm partnering with Shanda as really pushing the culture and the kind of values that I really care a lot about forward on the team here, right? I'm hoping that the days are behind us where, you know, Scrum and Agile are used as this sort of like punishing framework or a way of micromanaging folks here. And when we talk about the values around Agile Scrum, around transparency, you know, feedback, being able to be more autonomous and to be self-organizing, right? Those are all things that I talk to all of my engineers about, even outside of a Scrum and Agile framework here. And so I really look to a lot of what's been done here and the work that Shanda has been doing with with the teams that are under our leadership here as, you know, a really critical part of the way that folks actually work here and really enjoy the, the time that they spend here too. Awesome. And Shanda, how about you? Any closing thoughts on how this has been going and where you might evolve it? You, you've been with Stack Overflow for how long now? Seven months, I believe. It's Seven months? Like it's yeah. a lot longer, yeah. But lots of stuff has happened. It's that beautiful sense of time though, where it's not like forever, but it seems like a blink of an eye. The biggest takeaway for me is it's always a gut or an intuitive thing when I think about Scrum and how it's implemented or how other people might implement it. If it doesn't feel like you're working as a team, if it doesn't feel like you have freedom and autonomy to do what you need as a team, then Mm. those things should be questioned. If it starts to feel, because that's the whole purpose of Scrum. It's a lightweight, easy framework that delivers value and allows people to cohesively do their work. If at any point in time, Scrum becomes heavy, and we're not talking about structure, there's a difference between heaviness and then structure where you have certain events that are set up, right? You have your daily Scrum so you can check in, you have your sprint planning so that you can see what you're capable of in our sprint time. You have our review where that benefits everybody and we get to see the value that everybody's actually working on and delivered. 
And then we have our retrospective, which is something that is the important piece of that transparency so that we can adapt and evolve. And if those things ever feel too prescriptive or too heavy or too anything, then you have to start to question. It should be the way that we do work, not in addition to work. And if that ever starts to become very heavy, I think that it's it's a moment to reevaluate. And also know it's supposed to be simple. It's not easy because we know that easy things do not equal simple things, but it is supposed to be a simple implementation of something to make people work better. So maybe it's not so evil. I like that. You're sort of saying it's the structure that should flex to the outcomes and not the other way around. So absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to shout out someone from the community who came on Stack Overflow, saved some knowledge from the dustbin of history, and was awarded a lifeboat badge. Awarded six hours ago to Jay Minkler. How can I create an Instagram share link in PHP? PHP, language of the gods. All right, everybody. If you want to make an Instagram share link in PHP, we have the answer for you. And thanks to Jay Minkler for coming on Stack Overflow, sharing some knowledge, and winning a lifeboat badge. I am Ben Popper. I'm the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Email us with questions or suggestions, podcast at Stack Overflow. If you like the show, leave us a rating or review. And if you're in the US or Canada and you are a CS student in school, you can check out our student ambassador program, which kicked off last week. I'm working on that and would love for you to apply. I'm Ryan Donovan. I edit the blog here at Stack Overflow. You can find all of our latest articles at stackoverflow.blog. And if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at rthordonovan. I'm John Chan. I'm the Director of Engineering for the Community Products Team, specifically for our public platform. And you can find me on all social at John H.M. Chan. That's J-O-N-H-M-C-H-A-N. And I'm Shanda Woods, Scrum Lead for our public platform teams at Stack Overflow. You can find me on LinkedIn or on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I'm really bad at using it. So that'll go into the void if you reach out to me there. (laughs) Thank you. All right. I love the Twitter void. It's my favorite place to hang out. All right, everybody. Thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you soon.